Hi, this is Brian Parker. I just want to touch base with you regarding uh, some of our videos and podcasts that say go to Podcast Plus. They, all the stuff, all the videos, all the podcasts are no longer carried on Podcast Plus. Frankly, it just became too much work and I just didn't have enough time. <laughs> so I created a membership website, uh, collectionstoppermembership.com that has bundles and bundles of the ABCs of collection defense, how to handle specific debt collectors, how to handle validation, how to take stuff off your credit, just tons of videos, tons of forms, tons of templates, and we charge a very nominal price compared to the enormous amount of content, content packed bundles, sites, and attachments. In a lot of the bundles, there's like three or four or five videos along with all the paperwork that goes along with that. We actually have a video selection that relies upon other videos and the paperwork. So, hey, for really a really good deal, go to collectionstoppermembership.com. And while it won't be free, the investment will give you an enormous return on your investment dollar. And I hope it helps you. Thank you. All right. So uh, the lawsuit receipt is was quadrant one. The answer was two. Uh, the pretrial is part 1A of the ABCs of collection defense. Now we're going into three, discovery. And what I want you to remember, you're gonna settle cases here too, and this isn't a weird expression, but you wanna go into their underwear. Go, you wanna go deep into where they don't, <laughs> where they don't want you to go. It's a weird way of putting that, but, um, you were granted the right of discovery, hopefully, by the court when you went to your pretrial. Uh, recall video 1A, part 1A, after the lawsuit, was initiated by the court when you answered. And I told you about the answers and the counterclaim and the counter-affidavit. counter-affidavit is the most important document of the whole thing. It is the Bible of the ABCs of collection defense. Never forget that. Um, but now we're into discovery. So I want you to listen to me for a second. Imagine you have this great car that your best friend has been eyeing for years. You finally decided to sell it. And you're going to sell it to cash, for, for cash. He says, I want that car. And you're okay. So you sell that car to him. For cash and the reason he wants it because he knows you're undervaluing it and he's gonna turn around and sell it he's also gonna ruin the friendship but he wants that car that actually happened to me it doesn't matter <laughs> so you sell him the car you take out the title you sign on the back of the title to Ed Smith 2500 VIN number, all the identification, 
the identification that he will need to show ownership if he sells it or if he registers it. Registers it. He has to sign it. There's each. It's almost like a, it is a contract, but it's a, a chain of title. So you're the you bought the car. You're the first time buyer of the car. You sell to him. He gives you the cash. You both have to fill in the information. There has to be an amount so that the state can tax you on that amount. But in order for you to, in order for Ed Smith to register that car, he must have that, let's call it a bill of sale. It's a title, title to the ownership of the vehicle. So if he wants to A, register it, he needs the change of title. Or if he B, wants to sell it, there's boxes on the title. If he doesn't get a new title for the new potential purchaser, he'd be the seller, that would be the buyer. So keep that in mind. I don't give him the ch chain of title. I don't give him that first title. I don't sign off. I forgot. He goes to register. They go, you can't. You've got to have the title. He goes to try to sell it to Susan. And Susan says, I'll give you $3,500. I can't. That's a deal. He can't because he doesn't have the title. Keep that in mind. All right. So discovery is our best bet to put the screws on to the plaintiff. Debt collector is the plaintiff. You are the defendant. Uh, and you are seeking to settle this case or win the case if you filed a counterclaim and you believe they've broken the law right? either at the state or the federal level. You didn't file that counterclaim unless you had a good reason. Your counterclaim, your answer, your whole case is based on, as we said previously, the counter F, the CA, gave you lots of videos and documents for that. But in discovery, we want to show the court this, that the original creditor did not give the, the bill of sale, the chain of title, the assignment of the right to do whatever you want to do. You can either sell it to LVNV funding or you can keep it and collect on it. But there's a missing title if I don't give Ed Smith the title. That's your case. You will receive from me videos on how to do discovery, how to do depositions, how to protect yourself against depositions. But the lion's share of all of that. Also, I'll give you um, a recent video called Assignments and Data Extensions, which all focus on the same thing. You are at, you could ask two questions in discovery and your deposition and your request to produce and your request to admit. And those questions would be, show me the assignment from the original creditor if you want, back to my analogy from Parker, to Ed Smith. In 99% of the cases, you can't. Here's put, we'll put one up on the screen real quick. And uh, Shazam. And that's a bill of sale where a company, Upstart passed, to, Upstart passed Through Trust Series 2021, is selling as an initial seller. By the way, it can't be an initial seller. The initial seller was the original creditor. They're just some weird trust that can't get the debt until 
the originator or the original creditor sells it to them and does their funky securitization thing. And he's all, and the bill of sale is also saying that Upstart Pass Through Trust is is acting on behalf of additional sellers as servicers. It's all nonsense. But for them to do that, let's say Upstart Pass Through Trust Series 2021. That's Ed Smith. I am the original creditor, Brian Parker. Who gave this to Upstart Pass Through Trust for them to sell? There is no reference to that. It's called the Bill of Sale. It says Bill of Sale. Or the title, the car title. Where's Brian Parker? Where's the original creditor? That's your discovery. You ask for that assignment when you have a Bill of Sale. They go nuts when you touch upon that because the attorney's no dummy. He knows it doesn't exist, but usually you can skate right through. They will talk about the bill of sale, the bill of sale, and the judge will go, well, he's got a bill of sale. You've got to focus on the original creditor to whoever is in the bill of sale. It's always absent. I'll give you another one. Shazam. In this case, a company called Upgrade is claiming they bought a debt and sold it to UHG. However, and again, what's really cool, they give you the stuff to hang them and they give you tons of rope. So if you read, just take the time to read. For example, we've got this bill of sale up and it says third paragraph. On September 25th, 2019, each investor referenced will sell, of course, to be sold. A pool of accounts held by such investors described in the account schedule attaches bill of sale. So investors means more than one. Who gave the stuff to the investors? Who's the Brian Parker or the original creditor that's giving to the investors? And believe it or not, upgrade, excuse me, UHG, who is suing my client for the debt, is claiming Upgrade gave them the debt, and here's the bill of sale. But if the bill of sale, if you read again, it says Upgrade represents and warrants that each of the undersigned investors has a has executed a power of attorney between investor and Upgrade, so that Upgrade can then pass it on to UHG. But who gave it to the investors? People skip right over that. But if you just read, you can see in order for the investors to give something to upgrade, to give it to UHG, who gave it to the investors? And there's more than one. There's each investor. This is their own paperwork screwing themselves. In, in this case, the weirdness of it is they refuse to tell me who gave it to the investors. They refuse to identify the investors. So you they claim that the investors are upgrade. Well, why does upgrade need a limited power of attorney between investor and upgrade itself in itself. It doesn't. But this is the nonsense that you get and you do have to push a little. So your discovery should pay, should focus on how did the investor get the debt to pass it on. And it's called investor here. It's called upstate pass-through trust in the previous title. They all have these wacky names that the debt buyer, debt collector, whether it's UHG or in the previous run, Velocity, we own it. So you have to make an issue of those two questions. How did they get it? 
And where is the assignment that gives the investors the right or upstate pass who trust the right? They do not want to address that. It's the key to everything is the assignment. And then I touched upon how I gave you the video for the extensions. A lot of times you'll say, hey, the sale, the, uh, the sale file, now investor has it and investor's giving it to UHG. But the data extension, so for example, if you wrote me, it would be Brian Parker at collectionstopper.com. If you wrote Brian Parker at collectionstopper.net, I wouldn't get it. Their data extensions of the sale file they claim is in the bill of sale representing your debt can be seen easily in the actual file that they're telling the court, here's where Mr. Jones's debt is, but the end, the dot, whatever that is, is different in the bill of sale, in the sale file. Nobody goes and checks that. You do. If you take the ABCs of collection defense video and ingest the ingest all the videos attached to it. There's one data and extensions and assignments because it's all about the assignments, baby. You've heard me say that many times. They're gonna be, there's gonna be a pushback. You should frame your discovery requests knowing there's gonna be a pushback. Limit the amount of questions you ask, have them be questions, be hills that you're prepared to die upon, meaning when you get before a judge on your motion to compel, judge, this is what I want. It's important. Don't be filing a motion to compel because they didn't give you the third page of a loan agreement. If it's not a signature on that page and it's just terms and conditions that don't apply to your argument, please, that's not a hill to die on. Don't piss off the judge. You want her or him to take you seriously. And the less you have to ask for, be powerful in your request of them. And just keep in mind that you will be doing a motion in Capel, which I'm sure I've got a video telling you how to do that. That's a, this is, this quadrant three is a hill you want to die upon. Cases are won and lost here. And when we get into the big one, the big kahuna, summary disposition box and trial, That's emanating from three in that if you win well there, you'll win well there. The case will go away, actually, if you do well there. If they're forced to give you what they obviously don't want to give you, you'll hear these words. Hey, you know, we really need to talk about this case. What are we doing here? Maybe we need to settle this. All right? It's just about pushing. Um, but it's all about your counter affidavit that is telling the court from day one, there's a missing assignment. So that is quadrant or part three of the ABCs of collection defense. Hope this makes sense. I threw in a couple of bill of sales. The importance of discovery to settle this case, to move it along, to even get money back from them. I can't emphasize it enough. I've put lots of videos on this section three, part three. So there's tons of stuff, tons of paperwork to make this bad boy happen. You'll do great. Thank you.